Sound good? Yeah, we good. Both of y'all look crispy. We good. Look crispy. Chain sparkling. Chain sparkling. See, yeah. I pulled yeah. yeah. pull my little chain out now. Yeah. Nah, my little chain back in. Let me put my little chain back in, man. I, ain't, you know, I don't feel comfortable around this guy. Nah, man. <laughs> It's important that the streets see this. No doubt. Street motivation. Yeah. Turn my mic up. For you. Take there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on the road to the riches. Life takes a toll like bridges. Good friends become foes and snitches. Better watch who knows in your business. Hustle fam, hustle fam. We are back with another amazing episode. And if you look to the right of me, man, y'all see who I got here, man. I got my brother, Kedron Brewster. Hey, what's up? Boss that, man? man. What's up, big dog? Man, what's the word, man? Man, you know, man, I'm uh, blessed, man. You know, a, a lot's been happening since the last time we connected, brother. I had to get you back on the platform to talk about it, man. When we first chopped it up, it was from the rec yard to the streets. Now we going from the streets to the suites. Man, so much going on, bro. That's the elevation. Yeah, yeah. You just Constant wanted, elevation. Uh, you one of the ones who done actually watched me do it from the ground up. That's so, a big you fact. Know, wanted to come out and make sure I come do this with you. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. So just for anybody who's been under a rock and, and, and they don't know who you are and kind of know who you're about, we'd be remiss not to kind of just touch on your story, right? Okay. So let's just kind of start from the beginning and just hit them with the... The, the outline, just let them know, you know, who you are and, you know, where you're from and, and talk about it real quick. Uh, so, of course, you know, I'm boss man Brewster. I spent 13 years and about nine months inside of the uh, Texas Department of Criminal Justice. I left when I was about 17, came back home when I was 32. Uh, I lost my family while I was down there in prison. My mother, she died from a drug overdose. My little brother was killed. So uh, all that was was life changing for me. I came home to pray from from prison, and you know I'm working in a little warehouse just trying to adjust to society. And uh, I wasn't liking that warehouse. Right. I got exposed to trucking through one of my homeboys. So it's crazy because when I was in prison, my wife would come down there, and uh, she had told me about trucking. But at that time, I'm telling her like, "Man, baby, I'm a whole player. I can't be driving." <laughs> No trucks, what's wrong with a you? A whole plan, yeah. Yeah, man, yeah. they got them big, bad, you know. And she was just telling me that. I'm like, nah, I ain't feeling it. Yeah. But when I came home, I told you when we done the first one, man, yeah. I was at Big T, man. And, man, the way my partner pulled up, man, I just knew he was hustling. Right. Man, he was looking too, too good. Yeah. I'm like, you know, he got to be doing something. Facts. Big change, diamonds, top and bottom. Candy Red Camaro, I'm like, yo, <laughs> this boy looking good. What's up? You yeah, know? Yeah. Man, when he what he told me just changed everything. He was like, nah, bro, uh, I don't do number drive trucks. Said, so say, what? He said, yeah, I don't do number drive trucks. I go to Oklahoma, Louisiana. I do that every week and I profit about two thousand dollars. I say, for real? He said, yeah, I said, nah, bro. I said, he trying to shake me. He thinking I'm the law or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> he like, nah, I'm telling you what, what's going down. Yeah. I left there, went home, told my wife, man, I need my CDL license. Jumped in that truck, man, and it's just been one hell of an adventure, one hell of a ride. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been history since man, then. It's been history. And history might be an understatement. Man, yes. <laughs> so, so you got started actually driving a semi-truck. We, you know, we kind of know the story. Then you got into hot shots, right? Right. So I got my CDL license. I worked for a company, USR. I drove semis throughout the United States of America for a year. After doing that, I came home, got me a dually truck. Got me a 40-foot gooseneck trailer, and uh, let's get to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And at that time when we talked, where was the company at with, with, with the hot shots? I think you had, what, like three? three. I think I had two two, two or three trucks Right. when we first locked in. Yeah. Yeah, about two or three. Yeah, man, I'm way past right, right, that. Right. Yeah, I'm <laughs> right, like, right, right. That was so, a so, while so, ago. So that's what we want to talk about, man. We want to talk about the, the growth. So... Tell the people kind of where you're at in terms of the business right now, Brewster Logistics. Talk about like your assets, what you got going on right now, and what the company looks like. Right. So at Brewster Logistics at this current moment, we got five hot shot trucks. We got four semi-trucks. And I just purchased another semi a few weeks back. So that'll bring the fleet up to about 10. 
And uh, the hot shots, they run Monday through Fridays. The semis, they going all over the United States of America. But the biggest thing for me is the bigger Brewster logistics get, the more opportunity I'm able to provide for the streets and the rec yards. Yeah. So that's what it's about for me. Yeah, 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 for sure. You have uh, definitely become one of the faces of prison reform. Uh -huh. You know, that's something that's very important to you, obviously, and it's something that you you know, um, promote on your platform really, really heavy. And I'm, I'm seeing you change your lives. And I think that's the dopest thing about what you're doing, yeah. man. Like you said, creating those opportunities. So, um, like I said, let's let's talk about the hot, let's get back to the hot shots real quick. You grew the hot shot company. Um, kind of tell me about what, what made you get into the semi trucks? Uh, once you get into something and, and you're learning that craft, you're trying to master that craft, that's going to allow other doors to be open for you. Yeah. So a lot of people see me and they think I'm just this super trucker. Yeah. And I tell them, now nah, I'm just a hustler. Yeah. So once I perfected the hot shot lane, now I'm looking for different streams of income, how to diversify my money in the trucking industry. Okay. So I need to be into the semis. I need to have trailers that can be leased. I need to be able to do dispatching. You just want to be able to do multiple different things in the industry. You don't necessarily have to have a CDL license and be a driver to actually make money. Okay, so what what does perfecting the hotshot lane look like? Like, how do you run your hotshots to be profitable? Talk about from when you first started, the lessons that you've learned, you know, that's elevated your business to now. Uh, So with the hotshots, man, I'll say, just dealing with that day-to-day -day operations, I really, feel like that's a big key component to being successful in trucking. Okay. So a lot of people don't know the day-to-day -day thing. They just know I got some money, I'm finna go buy a truck, a trailer, I'm in the game, I'm winning. Yeah. And that's not necessarily the case. Cause you're gonna be facing maintenance issues, flat tires, uh, your driver pulled up here to get loaded, but end up sitting here for five, six hours. That done pushed the schedule behind. So just dealing with those different things. So when I feel, when, when I say perfection with my hot shot company, I'm saying from the standpoint that it can run on its own without me. Mm, mm. If it can't run on its own without me, then we don't have a company. We just got Keedron Brewster. That's a fact. So are you still dispatching your hot shots? No, nah, I don't dispatch. Okay. I don't drive. So, so don't... you have employees taking care of all of that? I have everybody taking care of all that. But I will tell you this. I find myself from time to time being like, hey, man, I'm going to go do this love. Yeah. Just for the, I don't never want to get in a position to where... I've gotten comfortable. Yeah. I'm above being able to go and do a load or I'm above being able to do something. Right. Me, I tell people I believe one of the reasons I'm successful is because I know every component of the company, from being a driver to being an owner to how to deal with the, the maintenance on the truck, the maintenance on the trailer. You have to be able to run your company. And the only way you're going to be able to do that is if you know every area of it. Yeah. So sometimes a driver may call in, they be like, yeah, we had a load that was going to Fort Worth for, man, I got it. They be like, you going to do it, Brewster? Yeah, I'll go do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And everybody always be like, man, Brewster going to go do it. I'm never, I never want to feel that I'm above doing stuff like that. Right. So I try to stay hands on and connected in the field at Brewster Logistics. How, how many employees you got now? Uh, The drivers. So that right there take us to nine. Then we got the dispatcher, the office manager, Erica, uh, Marlena. So we looking at about 12, 13 people. 12, 13 people. How, how are you finding finding loads for your trucks now, for your hot shots? So with my hot shots, I have a contract moving containers. Okay. So I don't necessarily have to find the loads. I already know where the loads are. Okay. So, so all your, your your entire hot shot operation is all containers? Right. My, my entire hot shot operation, the primary source of income is containers. Was that always the case? That's always been the case. Okay. We move other freight. We do do regular freight. Yeah. But the bread and butter is the containers. When, when, when you started out, you were doing the containers too? No, sir. Okay. So what were you doing when you first started out? You were like on the load boards looking so for So when loads? I first started out, I had a dispatcher. We were just doing regular freight. Okay. Going her drop off generators, going her drop off lumber. You know, like I was partial, just partial loads. Partial loads. Okay. You know, the partial loads is how you're gonna really get the money. Okay. So just you know, learning the game in the process of learning the game like that. That's when I came across the uh, container lid. And how did that happen? 
Man, it's gonna be a strange, a strange story. <laughs> we like strange stories, man. Talk to me. So I was moving one of the containers to a yard. So when I took it to this now, yard, now this is just a, a load you found on the load board at the this time. This is just a, right? a load that I okay. found on the load okay. board at the time. Right. Had you ever moved the container before? This was like your first time doing no, no, that. No, I had done moved it a few times. Okay. But I didn't. What's What's finna happen? I knew nothing about it. Okay. Got this you. is why I tell people when preparation meets opportunity. You get magic. That's where the magic talk, come talk, in. Talk to him, you don't know where the blessing is gonna come from. Yeah, yeah. I pull up here to get unloaded. So these people thought I had a tilt bed trailer. At this time, I have a regular forty foot gooseneck trailer. Mm -hmm. So they trying to figure out how to get me unloaded. Okay. So we all out here like, how are we gonna get him unloaded? Explain the difference real quick between those two trailers for people who don't understand. So a regular flatbed trailer, it can't tilt up. Right. But the trailers that I have. They tilt up to where I can unload this container or either I can load this container. I don't need a forklift to do this. Okay. So most people, in order to get loaded with a container, you're going to need a forklift. Okay. My trailers, I can do it myself. Got you. Got you. So we up here looking, we up here trying to figure out how to get this container off this trailer. So this guy come up, genius guy. <laughs> he comes up with the idea, we're going to take the chains and we're going to just pull it off your trailer. So on the trailer, it's like a little lip to where the bottom of that container gets stuck there. Okay. It won't just pull. Okay. So when I see it, I'm like, they started pulling it. Now the truck like pulling back with the container. I'm like, hey, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I don't want us to turn nothing up out here. Right, right, right. You know? Right. They're like, nah, Brewster, man, we do it all the time. Yada, yada. Cool. So this time, because they got this chain hooked up to another truck that's here. To pull the container. Yeah. The truck, my truck and trailer right here. You got a truck right here, the container right here, and they trying to pull it out. Okay. Man, the man hit the gas that next time, and that metal, it tore it all off on my trailer because it keeps bumping into this. It pulled it out. So now, now I don't went ghetto. <laughs> <laughs> Now you, you threw it all out the window. He's like, all right, right it's, it's man, on. I done went Oak Cliff America. <laughs> and I'm acting like this because I'm just getting into the game. So I don't have the money to keep on getting these things fixed. And problems are happening back to back to back. So when this happened, I, I was at my wits. Yeah. I was at my wits. Yeah. I'm out here going off. We finna call the police. The insurance is finna pay for this. I'm not paying for this. Facts. I told you not to do that. I told y'all. So we just going back and forth. So they call the people who own these containers. So while, while they calling, it's another dude that's out here dropping the loads. His name Nigel. Okay. And he telling me, he like, nah, bro, these people are good people. Okay. He was like, if they telling you to chill, they'll take care of it. They're going to take care of it. I'm like, man, I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Man, you know what? Since I've been in the truck and I've been getting messed over left and right. They left and right, I'm steady getting messed over. So now I'm at the point to where I can't take no more messing over. I'm ready to go all out about this, sir. Right. So I talked to the dude. He telling me, you know, my name is Brent Isom, yada, yada, yada. So to make a long story short, he's the game warden. Okay. The owner of this company. Okay. And he's telling me, he like, man, I'm going to fix it for you. You can bring the trailer out here to my yard and we'll take care of it. So now I'm like this. So y'all willing to, you telling me that we ain't got to do no insurance that y'all will fix my trailer. You got to shop out here wherever it's at. He said, yeah. So what about my downtime? Because I'm finna be out for the next two to three days. Right. How am I going to make some money? Yeah. His exact words, don't worry about it. We'll take care of it. He said, but if you call the police and try to make an insurance claim and all that, it's nothing I'm going to be able to do to help you. Mm. I'm so geek like this because I'm like, I done been messed over left and right, right. with this trucking. Right. So I'm scared that if I don't call the police and get a police report and have them come out here when it's time for y'all to fix my trailer, y'all going to try to put me in some game. Yeah, yeah. But I'm hearing this dude, he like, man, listen to me. These people are good people. Right, right. If they telling you that they going to take care of it, yeah. they're going to take care of it. Okay. I'm like, Ben, let's do it. Man, I drive out here. They fix my trailer. The man gave me about five or six loads to do to cover me while they was fixing that. He liked my work ethic. He liked what I was doing and told me, man, hey, man, we want to work with you. Wow. They brought me in, and uh, every time I was finna buy a truck, it was because they told me to go and get it. Wow. Hey, wow. man, we got a whole lot of extra work. You can go get you another truck. And before I knew it, I had four trucks running all containers. 
That's wild. That's wild. Talk about turning lemons to lemonade, man. That's that's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. That's why I tell people, you don't know where the blessing is going to come from. You just need to get active and get into motion. That blessing can come from anywhere, any direction. Right. And I learned that from LeBron James. Mm, mm. How, how, how many how many people or how many companies are running containers like that? Like what you're doing? I can't say I can't say that I know one okay. that's doing that, and that's because in their mind, the containers ain't paying nothing. They don't do nothing but tear your truck up. Okay. But I tell people that's why I bought the truck to tear it up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I bought it. Right, 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 right. So, so okay, so so talk to me about how that change your business because you went from having to find like find what like hunt and, and and kill what you eat but now you right. got something dedicated consistent so how did that change the trajectory of your business it changed everything that's when the meals came in yeah it was something consistent before then i was i'm hopping around looking for work every day i'm waking up every morning waiting on the dispatcher to send me a load now i don't have to wait on a load i already know where they all at mm. Mm. I heard so many people say how them containers turn your truck up, but did you buy the truck to be pretty? Right. So whether you hauling this container or whether you hauling those generators and those pipes, maintenance is still has to be done on the truck. That's a fact. That's a fact. I was looking at the consistency of it. So I, I heard people that say they made seven, dollars $8,000 in a week's time. Yeah, but you was gone for a whole week. You was gone for two weeks at a time. Drivers don't necessarily want to be gone like that. Right. That's one of the secrets that I got with my hot shot. All my guys go home every day. <laughs> That's crazy. That's huge. That's huge. That's super huge, To man. be able to go home every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, I'm sure that trickles down to help you with being able to hire and retain drivers, right? Because you, you got the source, man. That I'm able to hire and retain drivers at a high rate because... You're not gonna be out for two and three weeks. Yeah. No, you're gonna go home every single day. Yeah. But that's with the hot shot division. Now the semis, that's different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know they they gonna be out there on the road. We'll we'll, we'll get to the semis. I want to stick to the hot shots real I got quick. You. So all right. So if somebody wanted to find an opportunity opportunity like yours, how, how would they go about it? When you say opportunity, like that, like that container opportunity, like where do you find that? I mean, obviously you have your situation, right? But like if. Like, let's say somebody in another state somewhere else, like, where would they find that type of work? Oh, you need to be looking up container yards near me. Okay. Once you look up those container yards, you need to be reaching out to them and speaking to them. So that I'm not saying that you're going to Google container yards near me, pick up a phone, whoop, and it's going to happen like that. You may have to call two or three different times. Yeah. You yeah. may have to call around to find out what's going on with the containers. But that's how you get in. I start, as I told you, the story I just told you, I met these people through the low board. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't nothing that was scripted, planned. <laughs> that's just how it go. Right, right, right. And and so how, how does that operation work, just to give everybody an idea? So you pick up in the morning. You like Tell me how the day goes for the drivers. So we preload. Okay. That's another reason why my company is so successful. We're going to get loaded the day before. So the depots don't open till 8 o'clock. They close at four o'clock. So we need to be able to do more than one load in a day's time. But if we working between the hours of eight and four, we won't be able to do that. But if we already preloaded and our day starts at six in the morning, 5.30 in the morning, by the time the depot open, we already, one, del one delivery is already done. So that means at eight o'clock, 839, I'm back for a second one. Okay. So you only gonna do one load in a day's time. I'm gonna do two or three loads in a day's time. Got you. So you preload, you stage the containers, and then you pull them and then you bring them back. So how many as you said two to three loads a day y'all running? Well, we're running at least, it just depends on the schedule. Okay. And the deliveries. Okay. But uh we good for two or three loads a day. Are you waiting at the delivery points? So is it just like a drop and you pull uh, an should. empty container? How does that work? Right. So you some people you deliver to the residence, then some people we have we deliver commercial. So if I'm delivering to your house, I obviously gotta get here. I need to speak with you. I need to be able to see the property. Let me uh assess the property if we can even really make this happen. Okay. Can I get in here without tearing up nothing? Versus sometimes we go out to the oil field, we just drop, get a picture, signature, and we gone. Okay, so like the residence, what's on the container? Nothing. It's an empty container. So okay. those containers are valuable. Okay. You can do a multiple of different things with them. Oh, so like they're like for storage and stuff storage. like that. Storage. Okay. 
Got you, got you, got you. So storage, and then you say you you set, you bring stuff to the oil field too. Uh, so you can turn it into our office. Okay, okay, you got you. You can add the windows. So the you're moving around empty containers with nothing in them and just dropping them off at different points. At different points. Got you. Okay, I don't know. I don't know if the containers had something. No, on they them. can't oh, be loaded. Okay, it's got an you. Empty got container. you. Okay, that's dope. That's how much they weigh? Uh, between nine to ten thousand pounds. Okay. Nah, that ain't bad at all. All right, cool. So, so you 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 come across this super dope opportunity, which is like that's gold, man. That's super dope. And you start growing. You grow to five five uh, hot shots, right? Right. So I grew to five because I had somebody running under my authority. Ah, okay. But I didn't I didn't like that. I I had well. Let me say this: it left a bad taste in my mouth. Okay. So I preferred just to have my trucks. What was the downside of that? You ain't got to be too specific, but like what happened to like give right. kind of a so bad taste? Right. So the the downside <laughs> to letting individuals run under your authority is I'm the one that's stuck dealing with the consequences of your actions. Yeah. So my thing is, if you're gonna work at Brewster Logistics, you need to be working in in my trucks and my trailers. Mm, mm. Uh, other individuals that you let run under your authority, yes, it is some money involved in it, but it's also a headache involved in it from having to pay with the insurance to you not having the truck and DOT compliance and up to part the way it needs to be. It's just a big headache to me. And I've had two or diff two or three different people. I've tried to help and let them run under my authority, and it just didn't it didn't go well. It left a bad taste in my mouth. So that little money that you're making from that, I don't see it as being worth the headache and the problems that come with it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So so when did you know it was time to get your first semi-truck? And, and when did you get it? You got your first semi like about a couple months ago, right? Yeah, I say about almost a year now. Like about, working a, about a year. Yeah, we're working towards a year. <clears throat> what month is it? September? We in September now. So I got that back in like February. Okay, okay. Why? When, when when did you know it was time to transition? We talked about why, like, you know, the hustle right. don't stop. We got to keep on investing, reinvesting in the business, growing it. But how, how did you get comfortable? Because you've been running hot shots, right? right? It's a different game. So talk to me about that. So <clears throat> had I had the finance, the finances to be able to get a semi when I first started, I would have did that. So the difference between the semis and the hot shots is to get that semi, you're going to need some decent credit and a little cash. Right. But to get that hot shot, you don't necessarily need all that. So I entered into the hot shot because of, of a financial reason, and I was just able to grow the business. So once the money, the cash flow is flowing, what's next? Yeah. yeah. How can we uh, do other things with the money? So that's where the semi came in. Hey, let me go and start getting me some semis. Okay. Okay. Now, did you find the work first? Like, what, 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 what are we going to do with these semis? Right. So <laughs> I actually started the semis the same way I started with the hot shot. Okay. Man, we need to get the truck and trailer. We need to get the working. Okay. We Did need you, to get you, the moving. You bought one semi and one trailer? And got started. What type of trailer did you get? It's a 53-foot drive-in. Okay. And you just started dispatching it off the low board? or how? Uh, how so you... I have an in-house dispatcher. Okay. And she specifically works at Brewster Logistics, so her only job is to be Booking loads, booking loads, booking loads. Okay. So that's what she do. Got you. So what type of freight did you go after? And like what type of lanes did you, you know, try to, you know, advise her to find you? Mm -hmm. You know, talk about that. Because this is a new game for you. So it's like right. totally different. So like how'd you approach that? So I approached that the same way I approached the hot shot. Uh, one of, of the things that separate me from a lot of people is the work ethic that I have. So I have so much faith and confidence in myself to where we're going to get this semi and this trailer and whatever we got to do to make it work, we're going to make it work. Yeah. We're going to have to make the needed adjustments as we're going through this process. But hey, whatever we need to do is what we're going to do. Yeah. So when I went and got that first truck, that first trailer, secured the driver, we just went to moving simple loads. Okay. I'm not looking to uh to knock the ball out the park. <laughs> right. I'm just looking to get a hit and get on base. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's how that that was my mindset as far as going into the semis. Got you. What 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 was the major differences that you saw from starting out like starting and growing with the hot shots to transitioning into the semis? Like what was the, the initial challenges that you said like that made you say, "Man, this is this is a different monster." You know what I'm saying? Right. Like talk to me about some of those. The money <laughs> the money is, is different. Okay. The money. Talk, talk about it. Expound on that. So uh, you can go make ten, twelve thousand dollars in a week's time in a semi without having to do the same amount of work that you would in a hot shot. 
So in order to make that kind of money in that hot shot, you finna be working. Yeah. You finna be working. But in order to make that kind of money in that semi, all you need to do is pull up, drop and hook, or just pull up and making sure these loads is getting done. It was an easier process. Yeah, yeah. So then you started scaling the semis, right? You got multiple semis so, now, right? That's what I tell you. Okay. The money is different. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. So uh, once you start making the money, you're going to make money faster in the, with those semis than you would with the high shots. Yeah, yeah. Got you. So what? What? So you have five semis now? Uh-uh. Or we got three? four. Four, four. And so what do you, you do the same thing with all them, all 53-foot drive-ins? All them 53-foot drive-ins. So as I stated, I'm a driver. So I like I make a lot of decisions from a driver standpoint. Okay. So I make sure all my guys is in the southern region, from from Texas, Oklahoma, Louisiana, Arkansas, Georgia, Alabama, Mississippi. Now I will send them up there to New York or Virginia or somewhere, but it need to be worth our time. I'm cool with just you going to Alabama, fifteen, sixteen hundred, picking up some over here, fifteen, sixteen hundred. And putting it together and coming on back home. Right, right. Was it was it more difficult for you to find drivers with the for the semi trucks? Uh, I mean, obviously the hot shots you got it on lock. You got that situation right. figured out. How was it finding drivers for the semis, especially now in this in this market in the way you know we have a driver shortage and so forth? Right. Like, how, talk talk to me about that. So the way what you just said is, is pivotal. We have a driver shortage. Yeah. Okay, I believe that we're going to fix that by giving individuals that's coming home from prison an opportunity to get in the truck and drive. Mm. So it was the same process for the semis. I have so many individuals coming home from prison or individuals that's in the streets and they looking to change their life. I'm going to pay for you to go get your CDL license. Mm. Once I do that, I just need you to come and drive my truck. Got you, got you. So, so t tell me about how that whole process works for you. First of all, wh where where did you come up with that concept? When did that when did that kind of like light bulb go off to where it's like, you know what? I'm I'm gonna go back. I'm gonna reach back into the prison system, and and I'm gonna you know create opportunities for my brothers and my sisters in the prison system. How how did at what point did you say this is how I'm gonna start running my business? So. What, what what brought that about is the fact that a lot of people that I talk to in the trucking industry, they all felons. Yeah. All my people that's coming home from prison, the number one thing is I can't get a good paying job. I can get a job, but I'm talking about I can't get a job that's going to sustain my family and allow me to live a different kind of lifestyle. Right. So once I got into trucking and I saw the money that was involved and I saw how it changed my lifestyle, I began to snap like, Man, them homies that's in them streets and coming home, if they see that they can get a bag of money into these trucks, they'll come do this. Yeah. They, I mean, they don't know that they can make this kind of money in trucking. They yeah. thinking that, man, they ain't finna make no money, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. But once you start showing them that money, they'll come be dedicated and loyal to you, and then you giving them an opportunity. You're not judging them. Yeah. I don't care nothing about your background. Can you get this load from point A to point B? Be safely and in DOT compliance. If you can do those things, I'm going to give you a chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, how do you do? do you actually go to the to 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 the to the prison and and you talk to somebody there and like how does the whole tell the me how everything works? Work. The process. So yeah. once you build your platform, once you build your brand, it's going to come to you. Mm. So I focus on the brand. When you focus on your brand, once again, it's going to come to you. Yeah. So in, in the state of Texas, I'm a part of the system. I'm a part of the education department. So you go to any prison in the state of Texas and you go in the education department, they have posters of me up. I'm a success story down there. So I bring so much motivation and inspiration to the inmates that when they get out of prison, they're going to be looking for Brewster. Mm. They're going to be looking for me. Yeah. Uh, I go to the parole boards to the parole offices, go in there, speak to the supervisor, let them know who I am, and let them know if you have any parolees coming home that's looking for an opportunity, I'm that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Before I knew it, word had done spread. So word of mouth, is, I think sometimes that's better than the digital the digital promotion. <laughs> no doubt. Now, I, I, I agree with you 100%. So is 
everyone on your staff or former former prisoners? So no. Okay. Not everyone. Outside of drop the drivers or Oh yeah. So none of the office people okay. have been incarcerated. Okay. Only the drivers. Okay. And that's only because that's their opportunity. Yeah. Fresh out of prison, you don't get an opportunity to make a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars weekly. Yeah, yeah. Fresh yeah. out of prison, you don't have no job skills. You have you lack of education. So they're not gonna hire you to make that kind of money. Right. They think you only worth twelve, thirteen dollars an hour. You're not proven. Right. But if you're getting out of prison and I'm showing you how you can make anywhere from a thousand to fifteen hundred dollars a week, we're looking at anywhere from four to six thousand dollars a month. Fresh out of prison, that's like a million dollars to a guy. Mm. Mm. Man, I mean that's that's big, man. That's that's life changing. Tell me about like, uh, tell me a story or something, man. When like that that really touched you. I mean, I'm, I'm sure you 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 see this a lot. You know what I'm saying? But tell me one that really stood out to you, like somebody coming home and like really having that opportunity that kind of changed their life. Like, give me give me one that was special to you. So, and I'm sure they all special to you. Yeah, no, they all special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But since I've been doing this, the one, the one that was just I'm talking about that really touched me was the one from this past weekend okay. at the Truck and Millionaires tour. Okay, all right, talk uh, about it. So I have a homie that's actually out my neighborhood who just came home from prison. He did 11 years, and he's never left Oak Cliff. The only time he left Oak Cliff was to go to prison. So when he came home, he reached out to me about getting into the trucking. Bring him out to the yard, you know, show him in the trucks. I put him in the trucks. So most guys, when I do that for them, when they come home, a lot of them, they don't want to drive the truck. You know, they just did all this time, so they want to stay home with baby. And I'm free. <laughs> and, but right. with him, he was calling every week. Hey, big bro, I just went and got my ID. Hey, big bro, I went and done the, the uh, DOT physical. Hey, big bro, I did this. So every time I'm hearing from him, I'm like, Damn, I see that he's doing what I'm telling him. He's going to put the he's he's doing the application part of the knowledge. He's applying what I'm telling him. Right, right. So right. I'm like, okay. So when I knew I was coming to the Trucking Millionaires tour in Atlanta, I told him, I said, say, little bro, uh, man, I'm gonna fly you out to the A. I'm gonna pay for your room, your flight, and all that, man. I want to expose this experience to you. So he was like, bro, is you for real? <laughs> he like, bro, I ain't never even got on no plane before. I said, <laughs> yeah, so nah. Good. I got you, don't worry about it. Yeah. He said, but how I'm gonna get from like the airport to the, I said, don't worry about none of that. He said, ooh, <laughs> he was excited, you know what I'm saying? He was like, man, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. So when it came to the day to get on the plane, man, he was like a kid. Yeah. He was just so happy, like, ooh, I'm finna get on the plane, we finna go to Atlanta, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and just yeah, seeing yeah. that. It was so like, damn, that's what's up. Right. We was at the conference. He got to do the book signing. And it's just lights, camera, action. And when he was getting to see it up close like that, because a lot of them, so it's different. The way I motivate and inspire the world is different in my neighborhood. Okay. Where I'm actually from, they just see me as the big homie. He did some time. He done came home and he done changed. Yeah. Now he trying to get all us to change. Yeah. So yeah. when they able to see that I'm able to perform and get the love and respect at such a high level, it's mind blowing to them. Yeah. Cause they don't see me in the way that the world see me. Right. So when my little homeboys heard, man, just to see the experience, the expression on his face, man, he was, I'm talking about, he was locked in. Wow. He was lights, camera, action. And I'm just like, this exposure is gonna change him mentally. It's not even about what I'm saying no more. It's about the experience now. He's never had an experience like this before in his life. Right. And I just know that that was powerful. So that right there may be the most special thing I've done for guys that's coming home from prison. Granted, I help a lot of people that come home from prison. Yeah. But that one was so special because he actually from my neighborhood. He ran with my little brother, the one that got killed while I was in prison. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. ran with my little brother. Yeah. So in my eyes, it was like I didn't get to do it for my little brother, but I'm getting to do this with him. Right. So to get to do it with him is like getting to do it with my little brother. That's so dope, man. That's so dope. How, how, do, how do we as a community get behind what you're doing to, to, to help magnify what 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 you're doing in terms of prison reform? Like, what's the best thing that 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 people watching who want to be a part of this this fight? Because it's a fight, you know what right. I'm saying? What 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 could we do to help? 
Um, to be honest, the only thing I need y'all to do is just continue to support what we putting down with them. Continue back home in your neighborhood and everybody else's neighborhood, individuals that we see that's looking to make that change or people that's coming home from prison, hey, you need to lock in with Bossman Brewster and the movement. He's somebody who actually come from the fire. He come from the he come from this. And I want to be able to show you, bro, that you can be successful. Yeah. So what I need from my community is just to get behind me, support me, and the rest to take care of itself. No doubt, no doubt. Best selling author. Yeah. Now, right? Um, from the from the, the rec yard to the streets, from the streets to the suites. What what's the difference? So from the rec yard to the streets is just really my trend my transition from coming home from prison and entering back into society. Right. That's an adjustment period. What people don't know is individuals who, who have spent a, a significant time incarcerated, there's trauma there. there there's uh, emotional, e emotional damage there. So when people coming home from prison, they have to adjust. Right. Like if I'm on the job site, and me and my supervisor get into it, and I feel like he disrespecting me, I can't just flip out and whoop him like I would if we was in prison and you got out of line. Man, we turn up right here in the showers, wreck yard. This is not prison no more. Yeah. So when you have to learn how to accept that this is my supervisor and I'm late for work and this is why he's tripping. He's not disrespecting me as a man. So book one is about that, tra that transition. Now, from the streets to the suites, that's about the elevation. That's about the growth. That's about the success. That's me allowing others to come into my world, come into my life. Let me show you how I was able to go from nothing to becoming something and having everything. I show you the process in the book. Mm, got you. Is it like a is it like a framework or is it like a like steps to the process? Uh, it's a framework. How, can you talk about the framework? Right. So the framework is going to be from I, when I. The very first time that I got into a semi and left Texas, I was on my way to New York. So in the book, I'm explaining how that process of me getting in the truck, driving, it was mind-blowing. Man, seeing all these different cities, seeing all these different states, that's exposure. That's why I'm telling you the importance of what just happened with my little homeboy. He's never left Oak Cliff before. Before I got into that semi, the only time I had ever left was to go to prison. Mm. So the book, I'm showing you how me taking that chance on myself, getting my license and getting in that truck, that was the beginning of going from the streets to the suites. Because now I done went and drove for a year. Now I got my own truck. Now I got two trucks. Now I got three trucks. That's the process. I'm showing it to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. What, what's, what's the biggest lesson you've learned along this journey, man, if you had to narrow it down to one thing that you could communicate to somebody else, like what's the biggest thing that life has taught you from being released from prison to where you're at now? Keep educating yourself. Keep educating yourself. Don't get to the point to where you feel like you're not coachable anymore, like you know everything. You're gonna meet a lot of people that know things you don't know. Being a, an effective communicator, learning how to do good business, proper business, those are the biggest things I can say that, that has allowed me to get to where I'm at right now. Mm, mm, got you. And in terms of, of, of Brewster Logistics, where, where are you taking it? What, what's next? We have the hot shots. Now you have the, the semis. What, what's your vision for, for Brewster Logistics? My vision for Brewster Logistics is to become one of the biggest trucking companies throughout the United States of America that's able to provide real opportunity for individuals that's in the streets and coming home from prison. Mm. The more trucks I got, the more people's lives I can change. Mm. Mm. That's big, man. That's big. How, how, how long do you think it's going to take you to get to that point? It's a journey. <laughs> so I ain't put myself on no time limit. Yeah. I just want to, I'm going to let it happen naturally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Talk to me about, uh, about the tour. We're here at ATL. You just did the Truck and Millionaires tour. How is it, man, getting on these stages, touching the people, man, talking, man? How, how, like, it must be surreal to you. Like, when you look back, you know, a couple of years ago, you was locked right. down. Like, now you touching people on stages. Like, tell me about that, man. Um. So, let me say this. My sis, Kiara, the trucking guru, she's the one who brought this idea to me. She brought it to me like a year, year and a half ago. And she was like, man, bro, 
the information that you have, man, it need to get out to the people. Yeah. She was like, man, we need to go on a tour and really push this truck. And she was like, man, we are people that's real in the industry, you know, getting it day in, day out. Our people need to see this. I'm like, ah, you know, I ain't just, you know. <laughs> and she's the one who told me the importance of like, hey, man, if somebody don't want to let you sit at their table, you create your own table. Uh, yeah. So with that being said, the tour is just something that I love and I like. And what I love and I like about it is that the individuals that's on this stage, they really into the trucking. I'm talking about this Monday morning. Off camera, I was just telling you how, hey, we need to make sure that them loads is getting done. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, exactly. We need to make sure them loads. Facts. So that's how it is from Kiara to the boss coach to Marcus Blue Collar to Eric. These are people that are physically day in, day out, really in the industry. Yeah. They not up here capping, talking about millions of dollars and this, that. These are people that's dealing with the day-to-day -day operations, really making money. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to be on a platform like that. And then it's all African-Americans. That's black excellence. Mm, mm. I hear everybody talking about it. This is real black excellence. We have individuals and they all come from a different walk of life. Kiara, she came into the game. She was a single parent. She come from the gutter. She come from nothing. Me, I come out of prison. Coach Sheldon, he come out of prison. Marcus Blue Collar, man, bro from the neighborhood. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? He come from a different side of town, so it ain't like any of us came up with a spoon in our mouth. <laughs> Eric, he from Chicago. Bro done been shot in his head before up there. Mm. So it's, it's the real deal with the Trucking Millionaires Tour. We able to tr travel the country, and we able to bring real value, real content to the people. It don't get no better than that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, for sure, man. Feed, feeding, feeding the streets, man. You feeding know? the streets. And 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 you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just so proud of you, man. Just watching your brand grow. I've seen so many people support your brand, uh, which is crazy. Like just catching on to the movement. How, how does that feel? Man, it's, uh, it's beautiful to be able to have the hip hop community behind you and to support you, because so often you hear the negativity with the with the entertainers. Right. Well, they talking about killing and shooting and they doing this, but why we not talking about when 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 they go to the neighborhood for Thanksgiving and Christmas and they make sure everybody out here eat? Mm. When we doing these back to school drives and it's time for the kids to make sure they ready and prepare for school. Who you think doing these big old drives? Yeah. So that's the part that I like to promote and show. I got a homie back home named Trap Boy Freddie, and in the media he has a lot of riffraff going or whatnot, but I don't never see nobody discuss how back home, bro, this man will go and buy. I've watched this man go to Walmart, buy every bike up in here, and make sure for Christmas every kid in the neighborhood get a bike. Yeah. We don't promote that. We don't talk about that. So to have the hip hop community get behind me and support me like that is everything. I've seen Yellow Beezy go to the uh go and make sure for Thanksgiving everybody out here gonna eat. I've seen Uno Loso do these things. He gonna go pull up in the hood and hey man, all this on me for everybody out here. These are entertainers and rappers in my city that when you, when you speaking about them, it's from a negative content right so when i enter the equation let me show y'all the good that they do in the community so from jim jones peewee long way my boy don key out there in h town i know that it's love because they got homeboys that are still stuck in that lifestyle and they want to see them change their life yeah. so they, they so it's like this you're gonna see jim and long way and my boy key and you're gonna say man they successful you know they already got it so now they want to see they want to see you with it. So they're going to show you Boss Man Brewster, somebody who just came from your struggle, somebody who's just like you. Let me show you somebody that can be successful and who done made it. I ain't asking you to come out here and be a rapper and be like me, but let me show you that I know you can still be successful not doing anything like that. Yeah. That's the reason they get behind me. No doubt, no doubt. And, and and trucking is lit right now, man. Everybody, man, everybody want to get in the game now. If if they smart, <laughs> they better get in the game. Cause I'm telling people during this pandemic, when they shut down the world, guess what was still moving? Mm. Them, them trucks, wheels, them trucks, man. Transportation is the number one industry. It's an industry where we know I don't care what's going on in the United States of America. Them trucks gonna be moving. Yeah. They just had a storm down there in Louisiana, a real bad one. Yep. 
guess what? Guess guess who gonna bring all the equipment in there to make sure everything is going how I need to? Yeah, yeah. Them trucks. Nah, that's that that's a fact. So what would you tell if if you know somebody listening right now wants to get into the game? Um, they have a little bit of money, they have some credit, you know, how would you kind of advise them to kind of get started in the game? Uh, so I'd be telling them before you do anything, you need to go find some a mentor. You need to go find somebody who's already done what you done done. Mm. Just because you got the money and the credit, that don't mean going and get you a truck and a trailer. Before you do anything, you need to educate yourself on the industry. Right. You need to find you a mentor. Nah, that's that's right. the reason why you need to be at the truck and millionaires too. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. What what's 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 one of the biggest losses you took in trucking? Um one of the biggest losses I've taken in trucking is a company owed me probably fifteen, sixteen thousand dollars and I ain't get paid. Still to this day? Right. How'd that happen? Um, it happened because I let the invoice just I wasn't really focused on making sure I turn in no invoice. I'm thinking it's good, it's good, it's good. And by the time I finally got the invoice turned in, they give me some drag about the company going out and this, that, and the oh, other. Wow. But I, I wasn't upset with them. I was more like, that's your fault because you're not on top of your business the way you're supposed to. Them invoices should have been turned in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so that's a big lesson right there. Yes, you, you too busy balling. The money done made you lazy. <laughs> <laughs> Did that happen recently or was this like yes. early? This, this, That's why it's so fresh <laughs> on my mind like that. You're like, man, matter of fact, I need 15 racks right now. Damn, 15. Yeah, that's a loss. Yeah, I, I would say that's the biggest loss as far as the money, mm -hmm. but just uh, having wrecks in your trucks, losing drivers, uh, dealing with the day-to-day -day operations of it, you know, and I'm not going to say it's, it's all of that as much of a loss as I'm going to say it'd be a lot of learning lessons. We be They be hard lessons. Right. And that's what make it feel like it's a loss, but it's not a loss. It's really a lesson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt. Um, you know, while, while we're here, I definitely want to congratulate you on your baby girl too, man. How, Vicky I, Teresa. <laughs> how was it being a father, man? Um, I didn't think I could love somebody the way I do that baby. Wow. Yeah, I'm not going to even stunt with you, man. You know, uh... Having my daughter, that's been a whole experience. Like I said, I didn't even know I could love somebody the way I love my daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's baby girl. No doubt. How, how has that changed you as a man? Um, It's just done really made me understand the importance of the father figure being in the household. It made me really understand the importance of how my, my, my daughter, she needs me in my life. You know, she needs me in her life, rather. Yeah. And, and it made me conscious of how we have so many kids in America that don't have that father figure or that male role model in the household. Yeah. So now that I have a daughter, I'm like, that shit is serious. <laughs> you, you hear me? That yeah. is serious. You need, you need to have a male role model in the household. We have a lot of the women raising them kids. Yeah. And now that I have a child, I see the effects of it. Right, right, right. Growing up, you know, I ain't care nothing about no father. I'm good, I'm running, I'm rocking and rolling. But uh, these kids need a male role model in the household. That's why the generation behind us is the way that it is. Yeah, 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 no doubt, nah, 100%. Talk to me about the course. How, how's, the, how's the course, the, the feedback been from the course? So the the feedback from the course man, it's been great. Yeah. Um, my course, I just get a game straight across the table. Same way we sitting up here chopping game. That's how uh, uh the course goes. It's in videos. Okay. I show you how to actually get set up, how to get started, how to get into the business, and what you need to do to grow your hot shot trucking company. Okay, got you, got you. And and you said the response has been pretty good. You got some guys started. I've I've seen people actually getting started and right. start a company. Uh, I love it. I I think I love the end part. Okay. Because in the beginning. You know, they you gotta go through the process of getting the truck, getting the trailer, getting set up. It ain't gonna just happen like that. Right. So once everything is manifested and I just see them getting money, I'm like, man, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I brought yeah, yeah. one of the guys. So two, it's actually a young lady and a young man. Both of them are in my mentorship program. And I brought them out here to Atlanta okay. to get the experience that. Okay. And like I say, 
seeing their expressions and seeing the way they're moving and what's going on with them was more exciting to me than the actual conference. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so the response from the course has been great. Nah, that's dope, bro. That's dope. Man, I you know, I just want to say I'm 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 just so proud of you, man. Just just watching your ascension like from day 1 you know, reaching out, connecting with you. We we did our thing on our first first joint, and just to see where you're at now was just like yeah. night and day. You know what I'm saying? Man. But but I knew that you know this was in store for you because your story was so new, unique, and your words and 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 you just so such a powerful brother, man. And you know we we need you out here. Oh, man, like I, you're necessary, bro. Man, I appreciate the support and the love. You one of the first ones who ever reached out to me and put me on a platform like that. So I really want to uh, uh, tell y'all I appreciate that. No you doubt. know what I'm saying? No doubt. And um, man, it's just been a hell of an experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's been real, bro. And and and, and the good thing is we just getting started, bro. Yeah. <laughs> the good thing is we just getting started. Just, just, just getting started. So we 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 gonna rap, but um, before we go, you know, we always got to get that final thought. We we you know, you've been here before, and then you. let everybody know where they can connect with Boss Man Bruce, man. So let's start with the final thought. And then let everybody know where they can reach out to you, man. Uh, so my final thought is going to be the importance of you investing in yourself. This past weekend at the Trucking Millionaires Tour, it was a lot of vendors out there. And a lot of times people underestimate those moments right there. When you're in a position to be able to be a part of things like that, you want to be a vendor and set up your booth. This is how you're going to get your brand out there. That's the reason why I'm wearing this shirt today. This is someone who had a vendor's booth at the conference. He don't know that we finna do this, but each of the speakers, all of us made sure that all of their booths, everybody sold out. Mm. We all, they didn't know we was gonna do it, but we all went down there and we did that because we wanted them to see, we appreciate you investing in yourself. Yeah. So my final thought is invest in yourself. I don't care what it costs to be the vendor at this event, what it costs to uh, get a hold of Truck and Hustle. These are the ways you're gonna grow your brand. So please invest in you and your brand. No doubt. And where can the people learn more about Boss Man Brewster and also, you know, the prison reform movement? Where can they learn about everything? Talk, so talk about that. So you can find me on social media, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Boss Man Brewster, my last name. You can hit the links in any of those bios and it'll give you the full rundown. Mm. Man, listen, man, if y'all don't respect that, your whole perspective is whack. This has been dope, just circling back. Yo, I'm rhyming right now with my brother's <laughs> boss man, Brewster. Listen, you know how we do this time. If you smell something burning, it's only your desire. Hustle fam, me and boss man, Brewster, we out. We out. If you twisted, confused, or stuck about trucks, don't be dumb. This is the place to come. Truck and 